Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. So I wanted to share a funny story from earlier this <laughs> right week. Right off the bat, we're going to get into yeah. stories. Story time. Well, I I shared it on my on my Insta. <clears throat> but Thomas, uh, our oldest son, plays football. And if you remember last week, I don't know if we told you that he dropped Oh yeah, I a, think a we talked about in it. In the end zone, it was like devastating for him. Anyway, he played another game this past week, made a catch, made a run after the catch, and when a guy came to tackle him, he stopped and as you know, made the guy miss and yelled at the guy, "See ya!" What a punk. while he was running. What a punk! And then continued to run and then eventually got tackled. But I mean, it just the the idea of of like trash talking while you're running. Yeah. It's just like a whole nother layer. A little audacious, of, isn't it? It's a whole nother level of trash talking to me. As a mom in the stadium, all I could think was, dear God, please let him catch this ball because I can't handle another week of the pouty face. Another yeah. week of him yeah. being so upset and dejected about missing a catch or whatever, which we told him last week that this is another week. This was another yep. game. It was like yep. you have another opportunity to catch the ball or whatever. They act like it's the end of the world. And then Ugh. next week comes and everything's good. Well, he caught the ball. Right. Thank goodness. Not only did he get the opportunity to catch the ball, because there's always a chance that nobody will throw it to him. Sure. Right? Right. But there was the opportunity, and he caught it, and all is well with the world. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So I didn't ask you, but this is something that I've encountered a lot recently. When he had the ball and he was running, were you fearful for him? No. No. About like getting hit by somebody? Yes. No. I feel like more and more parents are so afraid of their kid. But I don't have those parents' experiences. It's possible that those kids have been injured before. Like, if he had broken his leg at another time and now he's out there again, I'd probably be nervous. Okay. I'd probably be a lot more apt to say... What if you saw another kid break his leg? Would that affect your... Um, I don't, I don't think... No, because we see injuries all the time. Yeah. I mean, I see, we come to all of our, not all of them, but most of our C football games. And I swear that first week, y'all had like four injuries. Yeah. Like, you know, bad injuries. Bad too. injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I just feel like I remember sitting in the stands a few weeks ago. That our, never happens. It was never. at the kids' game, not, oh. at, not at our. Yeah. But even, okay. Everyone needs to know that Thomas Aaronsburg only sits in the stands for me. Yeah. If I had the choice, I would not sit in the you stands. You would be standing on the sideline, <laughs> which. If you ever go to a little kid, actually, uh, little kids is probably a good example because the stadium isn't full. There, it's it's wide open. There's parents kind of standing along sidelines, and you can kind of see a lot better. But the most hilarious thing to me was going out there very very first week. They were doing their jamboree and seeing all these dads and how they stand on the sideline, and you can see which ones. There's just positions they stand in. Oh, I'm interested. You're you're yes. sitting in one right now. Okay. The coaching arms crossed. Arms crossed, standing there with this like analytical look on their face. Yeah. The guys who are just there to watch sit in like a canvas chair. They sit down for one. Right. And they're just relaxing. You know, they're probably cheering. Whatever. They're engaged in the game. But y'all fools who think your coaches are all standing there with your arms crossed, like kind of close to Breaking the action. It down. Breaking down. The- and you are standing up with your arms crossed. I don't know. Like what power stance this is, or what like you you think you're gonna like affect some change on the field? I don't know what's going going on, but as I looked around that very first week, there was there's a lot of dozens it. dozens wow. of dads standing around, and some of them were actually coaches, so they yeah. had the coaches' stance. And then you look around, and there's lots of dads who have the exact same stance, and it was hilarious. Like 
week. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't. I'm, I was not aware. <laughs> not aware. Such a man thing. There's no moms who stand out there and think that they're like, we're just out there watching the game. Ninety nine point nine percent of the moms out there are just out there to watch their kid play. Yeah. The dads are out there to watch, but also to, to critique scheme and yes, techniques. Yes, all of it. Yeah. And I don't I can't wrap my brain around why adult men. But care I think so that's much. why guys like watching the game, because there is so much more to the game than just kids running around running into each other. I mean, maybe not at that level. But, but maybe they like to stand there and critique it because it's a level at which they can actually critique. Yeah. No, they'll, they probably sit on the couch basic. on Saturdays and Sundays and watch the TV and, and critique. Yeah. All the bad plays that the coaches call and yeah. the drops that these 20 year old kids make. And come on, man. You, I, I have to say, that. that's been the one redeeming, not redeeming, but the one thing about you being a coach that I can, I can stomach sitting and watching a game with you on Saturdays is that I know that you know the scheme and you understand like what's going through a coach's mind for the most part. You understand off the field issues and on the field issues. And so it makes it a little more stomachable a word for me to yeah. listen to you. Stomachables. It's okay. We're going to use it. Yeah. It's a little more, <laughs> I'm more able to stomach <laughs> your uh, criticisms of whatever's going on, which I will say you're less apt to criticize than most people who know nothing about coaching yeah. or football for the most part, never played it probably just kind of like analyze it from the outside. Yeah. Um, is it, I know that you, you know, you've seen it from the inside and the outside. Yeah. I can tell you right now, if you were one of those guys who wasn't coaching, just and, making statements. Yes, I would have to just. I mean, I don't watch games w- much with you anyway, like college games that are at our own house. But I would have to walk out because I can't. I just can't with all that. Yeah. I just think it's so silly, especially when men get so worked up. Um, women do it too. I mean, I went to LSU. You talk about a yeah. bunch of rabid. Everyone gets worked men up. and women yeah. about a football team that most of them didn't go to the school for. Like you have zero well, connection. And they have no idea what's going on on the field too. They just see. Yeah. They see the result of the play. And so they... Everybody's cheating. They the, make, the rest are all yeah, cheating. They make their own assumptions about what led to that. Ugh. Anyway, getting back to the moms, though. <laughs> what moms? There was just a lot of conversation around me that I could hear the women, like... The, you could hear the fear in their voice as they were yelling for their child to run the ball or... Oh. What game was this at? This was at the... This was at the little kid game. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't notice that. This might have been, you might have already left. You left at some point to go to Goodwill with Addie. What? Excuse me. That doesn't sound like yes. me at all. What are you talking about? Okay, this has been several weeks ago then. Yeah, this is, it was that first weekend. Just so you know, and you don't think I'm this callous mom who, you know, doesn't watch her kids' football games. We have, and just to go to a thrift store just for funsy shopping. We were looking for something specific. I had my 13-year-old who finally wanted to go do the shopping. I've tr- begged her to go yeah. shopping. Like three different times. Well, she needs this stuff. It's not like y'all are going shopping just for the sake of going shopping. Right. You're so looking I'm, for something specific. I mean, that's, it seems to be with four kids, That's our weekends are so precious and there's only so much stuff. There's only so much I can do during the week. First, I'm working. And second right. of all, it's clothing and I need for her to try it on. We can't take it back. Right. It's a thrift store, whatever. And Lord, you guys know I'm not going to shop retail. We know that's not happening. So anyway, so we have to do it this way on the weekends. And so like you go to a half of one football game and then you go and shop. You know, for whatever the other kidney, I don't know. It's right. like all this splitting time and trying to figure it all out. So I guess you weren't there then. Like you, we probably would have had the conversation earlier. 
Yeah, um, we have not talked about just this. listening to moms like, oh, 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 no, don't, don't, yeah, get out of bounds, you run, you know, and and you think it was a, not it about was, yeah, because then I heard a couple moms saying, I just don't know if I can watch this anymore. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna let my son play because I don't know that I could watch it anymore. Well, is what I, mean, I heard one of the moms say was that not the game where a kid broke his collarbone? No, this is little kids. That, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A kid yeah, broke his collarbone during have. that game, sure. as I recall. Sure. So maybe that's why. I don't think this was that mom though, but you're right. No, I mean, the mom saw... of the kid, <laughs> the mom of the kid who broke the collarbone was like, "Yes, we're going to the ER," and just like, <laughs> "Yeah, here we go again." <laughs> Apparently, like, they have a lot of injuries. In yeah, there, so. it's just you know par for the course. I think over at their house, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody has their threshold. And in the little kid game, you're able to hear people talking. That yeah, no, I, th- I know and that's what it you is. You never sit in the stadium anyway, so not. you don't ever get to hear this kind of stuff. It's probably normal. Not. Normal crowd talk. I have no idea. And they're little kids, too. I mean, you're talking about like fifth graders, right? Right. The fifth grade game is the little one you're talking about? fifth and sixth grade, yeah. And for those of you um, who listened a few weeks back when we talked about uh, how much I don't like football, especially varsity high school football, and um, how it's acceptable when Thomas puts on his headgear. um, (laughs) Headgear, what do you call it? Your radio, what do you call it? I call them a headset. Oh, headset. Headgear. (laughs) Makes it sound like his braces. No, your Hi gosh. <laughs> That's wrong. This Every time he puts on his braces, I'm like, ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> so he was wearing his headset the other night, and I looked up there, and I was like, dang, I need to go get a picture for building Aaronsburg. We're going to do it. I just don't want to embarrass you or, like, whip open that box door where you're supposed to be doing If you do it before things. the game when we're just up there talking. Well, this week I was not able to get up there before the game because I was running all over town. I was literally in the car from 9 a.m., to six third seven o'clock p.m. and was still late to the game. Yeah, but we're finally getting to that age with the kids where they can stay at the game the whole time. Right, like our youngest stays awake. Yeah, the entire game. Yeah, it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, sleeping bodies to the car. We used to leave at halftime. Yeah. Um, because a baby would fall asleep, or I was like wrangling babies basically, and it was yeah. way past bedtimes. But now we've just got one that really is. Yeah. The only one in the stands with me anymore. You got really a teenager. You got two ball boys. Mm-hmm. And then the little one. I think the little what, one's going to be a ball do? girl. What she, she plays with cousins. Game? She plays with friends. She's got a bunch of little friends, and they play in the stadium. Okay. And run around, and they have a good time. Yeah. Lots of concession stand runs. I've noticed that the concession stand is really the place where everybody well, likes now that to. You've, now that you've seen the inner works of the concession Dude, stand, you understand why the line. <laughs> I went down. No, the line wasn't bad. The game wasn't nearly as full this time as it was yeah. when I was working it last week. But I went down to the concession stand to help her get her candy that she wanted. And I look in there and I'm like, man, it looks so good from this outside view. <laughs> look at that little. I bet it's hot in there. <laughs> look at that little honeybees buzzing around in there, getting all this stuff done. I mean, these kids were, I think it was that frat that was supposed to do it the weekend that we oh, were yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, from South, they were buzzing around in there, like running between the cooler and the nachos and the popcorn. And yeah. I was like, oh God, not me. <laughs> My time is done. So done with that. Well, having younger bodies, I'm sure, in there makes things move. Although y'all had little kids helping y'all too. Um, excuse me, I'm still young. Not You're not 20 years old. Okay. They're, they're probably sprinting to get the snacks, and you're like, I'm going to walk over there and get the snacks. I will say the line was a lot shorter, and I think I think there were fewer people in the stadium, but they probably were serving people a lot faster this week than they're they were hustling. last. Well, they didn't have anybody cutting their finger off in the middle of That's the, true. the thing. True story to that. So, you know, when you have... Oh, so I found out... If you guys didn't listen last week, you go listen. There was a finger... If you're... <laughs> I don't know if it was like there should be a warning about... <laughs> Grossness. Graphic content. Yeah. Um, but we told a story last week. I found out 
that one of my friends who was there that night in the concession stand, she saw the whole thing happen between the woman coming in and coming oh, to me. So like a, a third third You were were you there when she told us that? Here. I didn't know. My friend was standing there's like the where the nachos were were yeah. right in view. Like if she was making some nachos, she would have been looking over where I was making the hamburgers and then that yeah. woman came in the door yeah. with her finger all gnawed off or whatever. Anyway, that probably made it worse graphic. Sorry was everybody. Cleanly cut though. Mm, was it I don't know, I didn't it see it. It was torn from her body. Anyway, so I did not know that my friend had seen the whole thing happen for this woman to walk in the door. She walked in the door, came to me. My friend said, I saw it in slow motion. She's like, I'm so glad she came to you and not me because I would have flipped (laughs) out. She's like, every time something like this happens, I just run around screaming, someone call 911. Someone get an ambulance. (laughs) She was like, you were both so calm. Her finger got cut off and she was calm and you saw the bloody finger and you were calm. I was like, I don't know what happened, but... Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm glad it was me, I did and not hear her. her telling the story. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting to, see, to you know how for people to react. watch it from the outside. Yeah, and like I, I'm glad that's not me because I'd be freaking out. Yeah, right now. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there was another example of a story where I did freak out um, about. Well, she was telling. She told some story about how she had a nephew or a friend or something over, and they fell down the stairs at her house, and she was like running around in a circle screaming about the kid's head bleeding or something and the yeah no but mom there was just like it's fine yeah yeah i think my head always goes to like everything that could happen not just the kid being injured and go in the hospital but also someone's gonna sue me because they fell down my stairs yeah it all happens at one time yeah it's craziness i don't know what your story was though that what that i freaked out about yeah i don't know because we haven't had that many injuries around our house Thankfully, please, yeah, been, please, Jesus, yeah. do not send me any injuries because I really do believe that God has not sent me any of that stuff. We had a couple this summer with Cecilia. We did? Yeah. She she went to the urgent care like two oh, days in a row Louise. almost or two That's weeks true. in a row. Or, and I don't think I freaked out about any of that stuff. She got a um a fishing hook in her foot one time. What yeah. was the other one? She oh, she fell. fell and hit her chin. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget about that one. Yeah. I just felt really bad for her. You know, I mean, yeah. she's getting stitches in her face, which is not, so you try to like, just kind of walk them through, like close your eyes. So, cause they're going right. to numb it up, yeah. you know? Yeah, and yeah. so you're not really going to be able but to you feel see the it. doctor coming at you like that. Seeing a needle come at your face is yeah. not ideal. Yeah, it's true. So I, no, I didn't freak out about any of that stuff. What about when Gregory, he had his stitches too. I was not home for he that. He was really little when he did that, um. And I'd, probably three, maybe. Yeah, and I don't recall freaking out about it. I think it was a matter of I was, I was there by myself, and so you have to think through all of the like the logistics of the yeah. other kids. I remember I had I went to play basketball, and I had gotten to the gym and I was warming up, and then my phone rings. I'm like, who is calling me? Like I just got up here. Everyone like I play with my friends, so mm-hmm. all my friends are here. That's you know Gregory, our younger son, middle child. He tends to. Things tend to happen to him when you're not around. The other thing that happened to him, um, and some people laugh when I tell them this, but this is not funny at all. I left him in the car when he was a baby. Yeah. Um, thank God it was an overcast day and he's okay, but I flipped out, yeah. like flipped out. Um, it was a situation they always talk about where I had dropped, he was the baby. I had dropped the other two kids at my to aunt's house mm-hmm. which i never do right and i went shopping you either drop them all off 
or you yes. have all of them together. Yes. And of course, this is like, this baby was six weeks old. I think he was around six or seven, eight weeks old. He was very little. Right. And um, I had dropped the, t- oh, so to say that, like, I've got baby brain. Like, my brain is not processing. I have three children under the age of probably four yeah. at that time because Addie was probably four years she old. just turned Thomas four. was three right. and he was just born. Yeah. So I've got three kids under four. I've dropped two of them off. I've got the one in the car seat in the back. I go to a store. And I forgot he was there. I was in the store shopping for clothes for him, literally picking up clothes for him. And it didn't occur to me that the baby was still in the car. And then suddenly I realized like these clothes were in, suddenly I thought of him. And so I ran back out to the car and opened the car door. Like I said, it was overcast. It was a yeah. cool day. I don't remember what month it was. He was it born was during in March. The summer. It was during the summer. Yeah. I mean, he was born in May, I mean, uh, March 31st. So it had to have been like May. So we're getting yeah. into hot months. Thank no, it God. It was during the actual summer because I remember I was at workouts. That's right. And you came up. It was still the mornings. Like during workouts, we work out from 8 to 12. So it was probably mid morning, maybe late morning. And you came up there freaking out. I was freaking I mean, out. Like, I th- I thought I'd killed my baby, basically. Yeah. I opened the door. He was sweating. And I immediately started nursing him to try to, like, get him some fluids. And make. And he, right. he was fine. I mean, he really yeah. was fine. But that w- I mean, it could have been so, so, so bad. Right. Like, so, so, so bad. And I knew it. And so, that I did freak out about that one. I mean, of all the ones, I, w- I was... I wasn't calm. Even when it happened, I pulled him out of the car. There was a woman walking into the the store who came to help me. I'm like, I'm flipping out. Yeah. And um, like I'm starting to cry. Even think about it. Um, she was. She said, "Is he okay?" And I said, "I think so." Like he woke up and he was crying. He was sleeping in the car. Right. Um, and so she she kind of checked on me. I mean, I'm this crazy stranger in a parking lot. Like sure. she didn't know. So. She continued on her way, and I got in the car, and I remember I called my sister, and she just said, can he eat? Like, can you get him hydrated? Can you feed right. him? And so I, I fed him. cooled him. off, too, probably. Yeah. And then I went back to, um, I think I stopped by the field first, because I think I was calling you, and you were on the field, and you don't ever take your phone on the field. And so I was calling and calling, and you weren't answering, and so I went to the field. I was like, yeah. I'm, you... <laughs> Like I need for you. <laughs> like I, know. I, need I remember you, you. Like you come, you came out there, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like you never come, yeah, to practice out on the field." Yeah, I was. I, was, I could see that you were upset, so I was like, "Okay, something's going on." Like, I was bad know. upset, like yeah. real, real bad upset. Anyway, poor Gregory. <laughs> I mean, he's fine now, <laughs> but you know. That happened because, like you said, you're so out of routine. They say that that's the reason why people live, leave babies in cars. They're yeah. out of their routine. You do the same thing day in and day out, and right. your brain is occupied with that routine. Yeah. And when one thing changes, you know, the baby's sick that day, or um, you don't have to drop them off for whatever reason, that's when bad things happen. And so now, nowadays, I mean, he's, he's um, 10, 11. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. He's 10. <laughs> he's 10. He... Um, since then, they've come up with all kinds of technologies yeah. to, um, to to prevent, prevent that, that yeah. kind of thing. There's alarms. There's all kinds of things. I don't think those things existed. No, they don't. Um, In fact, I just read about one recently um, that if you open the back door of your car, I think this is on minivans. If you open the back door of the car before you open before you before you open the driver's door or something uh-huh. like some basically if you open the back door of the car at any time, it's a sequence. When thing. you turn the car off, mm-hmm. it remind you that there were people in the back seat mm-hmm. or that you at least opened the back door for some reason whether it yeah. was even if you just put your groceries in there 
it would alarm you that you open that back door, you need to check yeah. the back of your vehicle. Yeah. It's um it's really I I just remember at that time before I think it was before that happened, I think someone's child was killed in a car that way. Yeah. And I remember you it said It happens a lot in the south. I mean, it's just oh, it's, it's so, it's hot, so hot, here. hot here. But you said something like that I would not like I can't imagine that ever happening or like right. I remember you saying that and I remember even at the time before it happened to me, I was like I can totally see it. Yeah. I mean, you there's there's no understanding of what kind of like gray cloud there is over a mother's brain. A when you have one child after yeah. you've given birth, yeah. let alone three that you're taking care of at one time under the age of four. I mean, like, you talk about, like, no ability to retain any information ever. Like, the fact that I functioned through all those years, I have no idea how that, how I came through it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, just, like, every, it's all, I'm glad we got pictures, is all I gotta say, because there is no, <laughs> there's boring. not a lot of memories. Yeah, There's more memories of the first one. And the last one, yeah. the two in between, the both the boys, boys yeah. thank God we took a lot of pictures. Yeah. And I was home with them. And I I mean, I did what I wanted to do as far as like staying home with them. But geez Louise, if I'd had a job, my brain function would have been near zero, I right. think. I don't think I could have taken on one more thing. Well, you know, getting back to the routines, I do remember, you know, the kids ride to school with me. Now, and when they were little, no, even when they were like even... When it was just Addie and Thomas or Addie Thomas. I think this was well, the story I'm about to tell. I think it was just Addie and Thomas were at school with me. Mm-hmm. But I would take them to the school, to the field house, and they sit in the field house, and then we, I would walk them over. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the routine for us normally is we go and we meet first, watch oh. film, whatever. <laughs> I know what story and you're going to tell, yeah. And when it's done, then we go into the weight room. And my routine was we'd meet when the meetings were getting done. I would go in and get the kids and I'd walk them over to the school. To school. For whatever reason, we did weights first. Uh-huh. And so we'd finish doing weights and weights take longer. The meetings mm-hmm. are usually 30 minutes. Weights are usually like 45 minutes. So the weights finish up and I go into the my office to get ready to go to the meeting and the kids are sitting in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> Daddy, you never never came <laughs> like, to get you us. You never came to get us. I was like, uh, let's go. And so, I mean, we, they were late to school yeah. because. Oh, I remember Addie was freaking yeah. out. She did look. She's our yeah, she first like being oldest like... girl, and those generally, from my experience, are very like type A. Everything needs to be just so, and she's definitely that way. It's yeah. like getting to school late. They, I remember you. She used to say, if they didn't get to school at seven fifteen, they were late. Right. Guys, I wonder if this event sparked it. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it happened. It was before that because I would have to bring them to school sometimes. They'd be like, "Mama, we need to be there by seven 15. I'm like, "School didn't start till eight o'clock." Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, "Well, we're late if we don't." You anyway. have to get there early. It's so silly. I don't even know what they do there. From you know, they right now they're old enough that they walk, so they come with me. They sit in the field house, and then at seven fifteen or seven twenty, they just they all walk, walk over. together. There's a couple other kids that go to St. Mary's. Who's yeah, there's a lot of pedestrian flow at that time of the morning. With that walk over with them, so it's like a whole group of people walking over there. So I don't feel like I need to walk them over, mm-hmm. but they leave every day, like between seven fifteen and seven twenty. Well, now they're a little more in control of their own, right? Of their own routine. Yeah, not you having to go in there and get them. But yeah, I mean that's how it happens. Is is a hiccup in a normal routine um, when you're just living your life? I mean, when your life is so routine and you do the same things day right. in and day out, one little change is what makes everything. You know. You just forget. 
Yeah. So um, I know we're coming into the summer months. So this this subject doesn't come up an awful lot anymore. I, and maybe it's because our kids are older now, and so I'm not in the baby land, and so I'm not hearing about it. Right. You still hear about it in the news every once in a while. Every once in a while, but just please pay attention to the babies. I mean, somebody could have told me this right, you know, back then, and I... You'd be like, yeah, I will. I will. Right. And then it still happens anyway, but... Right. It's worth, you know, if, if you are in that state in your life it's worth the tech paying for that technology though some people and they say, make a lot of different technologies some people say put your shoe back there take your shoe off right and put it i think you started putting your purse back there yes is what your routine became yeah because that way you're not gonna get out of the car without your purse right and i mean that was a that was a time in my life where my my kids were with me all the time right now they're in school and they're older and so they're not with me all the time um but that was a time when they were with me all the time. So for me, like my normal routine was to check for kids. Like that, not yeah. to check for them, but they were with me. Right. So why, anyway. You didn't need to make the extra effort. Yeah, but then did I did. Right. But then I did. And so I did. But um, so you don't have to have the technology. You don't have to buy anything fancy. You can just put your shoe back there. You're not going to get out of the car and walk into a store with just one shoe on. Sure. Is that theory. Or without your purse. Or without or your purse. Whatever. Yeah. You might walk into the store without your purse though. Yeah, but you wouldn't get far before you realize, well, where's my, you know. Yeah. Where's my phone or where's my whatever? People, okay, that was real controversial at the time because people would say, well, put your put your uh, phone back there. And it was like, well, how sad is it that we're living in a world where you'll remember your phone and not your baby? It's right. Like, I want to punch these people in the face. Can we just not be... Here's the thing. You, people forget all, their phones all the time. I know, but I just... I. You're just as likely to forget your phone as you are your, as anything it's else. It's exhausting. Or your baby or anything else. I'm just so tired of us being like... Every angle has to be, you know, dissected. Right. Why? Well, no, this has probably come from people that, that have never had babies. Had babies. Ugh, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm t- so tired of everyone being an expert on every angle of every right. subject. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Just, if it works for you, I don't care Do what you put works. back That's there. Right. Yeah. Like, if it's your phone, if it's your shoe. If you have an incredible brain that it would just never ever 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 forget anything you've never forgotten anything in your life and And i think that's i mean the example of you saying that could never happen to me or i don't see how that happens is probably how you really put it right and me saying you know it had not happened to me yet and then it did and then i think once it happened to me you were able to cope with it a little in your head with like oh yeah i can see see. how that would happen especially like you said you had if all three kids were with you you probably wouldn't have forgotten yes but the point being that experience and going through things are what give us the compassion right. and the empathy for other people who sure. experience the same things we do. And so I don't, I have a hard time understanding um, the inability to like deal with that in your head. So, for example, if you know at any time that you have gone through something, that's different than other people, which happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. And you know in your head, like a lot of other people can't understand this experience. I wish that they would be empathetic to me. And then you're not empathetic towards someone else about an experience that you don't understand because you haven't been through it. And to understand that you don't know because you haven't been through it. You can't possibly imagine what it's like to do all these different things. So I think that's human nature. It is. It is. But it's, it's frustrating. I know know that the way that I drive Dry is probably makes people around me crazy, <laughs> you know, like because I, I cut in and out of traffic 
What, I'd probably what, ride people's bumpers. But what but experience? If someone does that to me, I'm like, get off my butt. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> learn to drive. You cut me off. It's like, well, I cut people off. You know? Yeah. It When it's being done to you, it, it's so much more egregious than when you're doing it to someone else. Yeah. And, that's a little that's a little different example than what I'm talking about here with I know, not but understanding. It's, it's, again, it's it's the way that you look out is not always the way mm-hmm. that that people are looking at you. Yeah. I guess. Be so. more compassionate, people. I always so um speaking of that, being more compassionate, um, I always hate saying those things out loud, be kind, spread compassion, that type thing, because yeah. I don't consider myself to be a com- particularly compassionate or kind person (laughs) and um uh your cousin sent me a picture the other day it's like oh this is so in brand i found this t-shirt at old navy and it said something like plant kindness it was like a plant and it had like whatever and she knows that i wear all these like kind of graphic t-shirts on my videos and stuff yeah and so she's like you should get this shirt it's so on brand and i was like but then i'd be wearing a shirt that says plant kindness and everybody looking at that t-shirt would think that i was such a fraud (laughs) like catherine aaron's how about you plant kindness (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you to do it. I mean, I'm just wearing the shirt because you can see it, so yeah. you can do it. I don't plan on doing it. But do you ever feel that way? Like, sometimes when you say things, and I mean, you you better doggone be a person who exudes that in every aspect of your life. Or if you're going to be preaching it to other people, yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, there are a lot of people, especially with the internet and videos, and like, people can pull up evidence from months and years ago. Right. And I know people can change. Sure. Of course, and we strive to do these things, but there's something about when people are like preaching things, right? As if that is what they're all about, and then they live a different. I don't know. I don't know. Wearing there, I texted her back, and I was like, I can't buy that t-shirt because there are plenty of people who are like, Catherine Aaronsburg's not yeah, kind. She's not kind, and I can't handle of all the of. She's cutting down the kindness trees that we're planting. Yes, you don't. You don't ever feel that way. I, I guess it's like a some sort of uh, personal like worry that I shouldn't worry about. No, I mean, I probably do. I can't think of a specific example. I know what you're saying, though. I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's hard. And I'll say it's even harder for me as a teacher because I am constantly preaching things to kids. I think it's similar to, I mean, we're Catholic. I think we've said it a thousand times on this podcast. But as Catholics, we tend not to be the evangelical types. Right. And so I feel like part of my feeling on that stuff is probably similar to where yeah. it comes from from the religion. We're not evangelical types. We tend to be more of like... Um, let me show you, like, yes. if I'm a kind person and you're like, oh, she's so nice, like, must be that Catholic faith or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, I think that that's similar with kind or any other thing. I don't need to wear a t-shirt that says it on it. Right. Because then that could really blow back on me. The people who are super evangelical, it's like, but I know that you're doing such and such behind closed right. doors. So, sure. like, then it ruins all of it. And so, it only takes, like, one event. It's I like, know. the person could be... 99% good, but you knew this one bad thing that they did. But I guess it's like that guy's such a hypocrite. I guess the thing, yes, thing. but I think the, the like the thing for me is just like the outward like word preaching as if you're on some higher level. Sure. That always bothers me. Right. Like Jesus just went around and he was. Yeah, he didn't wear you know graphic I mean? tees. He wasn't wearing graphic tees. Yeah. He was not saying like I guess he was saying be kind to one another. So He was, but he was kind to everybody too, so Yeah, I don't know. Not like someone was going to catch him in it. I guess. Jesus probably is not a good example. He's of really what. not. He's not. Not a great example. <laughs> I probably could have come up with a different example. But I mean. But even like the apostles, if you just go with them, those guys, I mean, here's they a per- were Look, bad. here's a perfect example of something that's so, happening right now that you know nothing about. All right. Here. Rachel Hollis. 
You know nothing about this. Oh, yeah, this. Rachel Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You should see the look on his face right now. No idea. So she, I don't know a ton about her either, but basically she had like all these conferences. She's like a inspirational speaker type person, right? She okay. has this big following of women, especially. Business related or? Yeah, some business related, but it's like speak your truth out into the, you know, ether and it'll come back to you okay. and all these like. All of these like kind of um, inspirational quote type things. Gotcha. Come to find out, a her books um, are a bunch of like stolen quotes, plagiarized from, stuff. Yeah, tons of plagiarized stuff. Well, none is of it, it is it. Pla- I mean, none of it is given any kind of credit to the person who actually said okay. it, and she claims it as her own. To me, that's plagiarization. Well, I don't plagiarization is <laughs> plagiarization. Plagiarization. We know that you did not plagiarize that word. <laughs> A whole T-shirt with all the stupid stuff I say. I was talking. Oh gosh. Anyway, she play- <laughs> she plagiarized. On- <laughs> wow. Anyway, this is why he loves me, people. Um. Anyway, <laughs> he probably didn't know that I did this before we got married. Um. So anyway, she's plagiarized all this stuff. She also was like a. Uh, marriage, like one of her books was like a marriage book or something, and then she got divorced, and like they had some real problems. This wasn't yeah. like just like irreconcilable, diff- irreconcilable. Yeah, whatever. That's a, that one's a real one. <laughs> I well, at first I said irreconcilable. Anyway, um, just she's a she's essentially a fraud. I mean, there was some real bad stuff that happened, and so to be that person who is preaching my marriage is perfect, you know, inspirational. But, but was quotes, she saying that her marriage is perfect or? I mean, yeah. I, I well, you're teaching you classes stuff, on people on how to on how to have a good marriage. Meanwhile, your marriage is crumbling. Like, right. I can't. Yeah, I, but you can say I, I can't reconcile that have those things. Been through bad experiences sometimes are good teachers because of the bad experiences. That's not how it was all. That was not how it was packaged at all. And okay. I know you don't know her. And I and I sh- I'm kind of speaking out of turn because I didn't ever. I think I someone told me about her. I listened to one episode of her podcast where she was reading out of her own book, and I couldn't, I couldn't oh, do who it. Who does that? A lot of people do that. Read out of their own book. Yeah, she was reading chapters out of her book as her podcast, which was not paraphrase. If we want to read the book, we'll read the book. Anyway, I listened to her talk about it, and I was like, nobody, nope, nope, nope. It's just all these like lofty, Bony baloney. Type it, stuff. Yes, I mean it's so fake, but lots of people loved it. Lots of people love that stuff, which yeah. is fine. Um. But the overall idea was everyone found out that it was all fake. She had lied about, the, I mean, she hadn't, all the quotes were from other stolen. people, stolen from other people. She wasn't actually living that life. And so it's that perfect, I mean, the example that I'm talking about of you speak from this, high, you're up on this mountain speaking down to people. Yeah. And then suddenly you real, you know, everyone around you realizes that that's not really who you are. And like, I can't handle that kind of, crushing um you know i don't know what that would be blowback i guess i I don't even know if it's a matter of blowback i can't reconcile those two things in my brain for being preachy preachy about kindness and whatever when i know i'm human and i do a lot of stupid stuff and so i think like you said it's all in the packaging if you come out and say be kind look i'm i know that i'm not always kind but i'm trying it's kind of happening to ellen degeneres right now do you know about her whole thing? No. She, so she, that is her whole thing. Be kind, right? Like sure. that is her whole. Sh- oh yeah. And she was mean to some of her. Her staff her and staff. whatever. Like yeah. there's all these reports of her being mean. And now everyone can't stand it. It's like you can't, 
you can't do both of those things. You can't right. be the ultimate kindness person and behind closed doors be completely somebody different. Sure. And so, yeah, but that's not the same as saying that you're never mean. I know. I and mean, so, if you're, I, I might be a kind person, but my assistant's not doing a good job, and I need to let them know they're not. Of doing course, a good job. yeah. No, but there might not be a real kind way to say that. No, the stuff that they were talking about was just like generally she was not a, a nice person, and so everybody's human. I get that. But like, do you just not say that we should be kind to people? Like, I don't know where the balance is, right? you know? And I think that's partially, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. It must, that must just be like a raising thing being <laughs> like a, uh, where I came from kind of a thing Yeah, where I can't, I can't be the person that, um, walks around wearing a kindness t-shirt or telling other people they need to be kind when I know that I am got my own stuff going on that I can't possibly. So I'm going to be sure. as kind as I can be, but I'm not going to stand and tell someone to be right. that or wear yeah. a t-shirt I that mean, says I think, to be uh, that. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to being authentic. I mean, if you are authentically a, a kind person, I know people that are really, really kind, like always. I've never seen a mad in, you know, our friend David's uh, example of that. Like I, there were times I used to try to make him mad when we were little kids. And he's like, he, he just never gets mad about yeah. anything. Like, we played sports together. Yeah. He doesn't get mad, even, like, when you're losing, and he's the reason that we're losing, and you let him know that he's the reason. That he's still like, hey, let's, <laughs> we're doing a great job. Let's keep working, you know? Yeah. Like, he really is just a nice guy all the time. So, if yeah. he's going around saying, y'all should be nice to each other, although I could never see him saying that. Yeah. But, like, he is authentically one of the nicest people I know. Right. So, people like that exude kindness, so you want to be kind because of their actions, not right. because he's told because you to going be around kind. saying to be nice to each yeah. other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I, I've just always had a really hard time with that. And then the more you, you look around, the more you see people that the harder they preach it, the harder they fall. Sure. And that's that's tough. Yeah. It's really, really tough. Yeah. Those are two examples, Rachel Hollis and um, Ellen DeGeneres. And I of feel course, like there was a like a televangelist too that fell well, victim to something like that. Yeah. Like, His could, name was um Joel Osteen, the one who wouldn't open his, uh, whenever hurricane, uh, yes. the hurricane the happened hurricane. in Houston, That's and he's got was. this mega center, yeah. and he wouldn't let anybody into it to, uh, to shelter that yeah. guy. <laughs> Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> These are all kind of, you know, situations that we don't know a ton about. Again, we don't know their circumstances. Sure. We don't know behind closed doors Ellen DeGeneres. We don't know what's right. happening with Rachel Hollis. That guy may have been trying to open his place up and the city wouldn't let him. I'm something. just saying that these are, these are the perfect examples of when you put your neck out, sure. it gets chopped off. Sure. So do you just never put your neck out at no, all? No, you do. You just do the best you can with what you're... What God gave you. Yeah. And again, it comes back to authenticity. Clearly those people were not I mean, I don't know, but I think why people are upset with them is they were not very authentic. They weren't the same person they portrayed in public as sure. they are in private. Right. Yeah. So I think that's their issue is not a not being a nice person. I think our issue. society struggles a lot with because um, I I think I think we are all different to different groups of people. You're not the same at work as you are at home. Sure, you're just sure. not like. Sure. But that's not to say that you're fundamentally a different person, but I think as a society, a lot of people, a large majority of people struggle with what they really believe, you know? Yeah. Like, truly, who they are. There's so much noise and so much um, input and so many opinions happening. And you think, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. You know? And you think, what? who would we really be if it were not for all the individual crazy inputs from social media and 
political and right. worldwide. I mean, geez, Louise, so much stuff. We can't roll, solve all the world's problems no, we today. Can't. We cannot. But um, anyway, don't leave your babies in cars. We're going to do some takeaways. Don't leave your babies in cars. Remember, they're back there, please. Don't panic when things happen. I mean, that's probably a good general rule for life. Not to panic. This too shall pass. Let's yeah. tie it back into another. Nope, <laughs> no plagiarizations. No plagiarizations for sure. And um, be authentic. I think we got it. We did it. That's it. That's do those it. things. You'll be an awesome person. <laughs> and don't wear t-shirts that say be authentic on them. <laughs> um, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says no plagiarization. End plagiar- plagiarizations. I know. Me and Fred Richardson, who's a local, well, he was a councilman. He's not anymore. Me I'm going to look up if plagiarization is actually a conjugation of that word. It's conjugation. I don't know. We're making up all kinds of words. But Fred Richardson from Mobile, Alabama said, stop the negativism. Is plagiarization a word? No. No, babe, it's plagiarism. You're right. It's plagiarism. Once you said it, I was like, oh, yes, that's the correct word. Well, it might be plagiarization, the act of plagiarizing. Okay. How is it different than plagiarism? I don't know. Synonyms. Piracy, <laughs> plagiarism. <laughs> oh, good. So it is a word. These days, English yeah. language, anything could be a word. Come on. How am I supposed to know these things? Yeah. All right, guys. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at buildingarensburg at gmail.com. You can message us on Facebook or on Instagram at Building Aaronsburg. You guys make sure you're giving us five stars and subscribing because the more people subscribe and the more five stars will get pushed up in those ratings and more people will get to listen to the podcast. Thank you. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.